Welcome to the Person and the Power podcast with Pastor Tim Johnson, as he invites us to cultivate a deep and profound relationship with the Holy Spirit of the living and loving God. After 25 years of ministry, Pastor Tim's desire is that all of us would experience both the Spirit's transformational intimacy and the supernatural activity in our daily lives. Now, here's Pastor Tim. Hey, once again, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Trying to cover all my bases. Now, I'm coming to you from southern Indiana, where today we just got into the 20s for the first time in, I think, three days, four days. I know a lot of my friends in the Midwest have had the same experience with record-shattering cold, and some of y'all got actual snow. We got a skiff. You know what a skiff of snow is? Skiff is where you can barely make a footprint in it. Not fun. So if you're going to have temperatures like this, you better have snow, like significant snow. So I'm a little jealous of my Tennessee friends who got, what, eight to nine inches down there? So anyway, God bless y'all wherever you are. I'm heading to Florida. So now before y'all say, ooh, you know, give me a hard time. I'm going to Florida for like 48 hours, maybe, and that might depend. That might even include airtime. So flying out tomorrow, later afternoon. I am uh, going to be there Friday to have the incredible privilege, the humbling honor, of preaching at the first ever uh, GMC uh, Global Methodist Church convening conference there in Florida. Very, very blessed, and uh, looking so forward to it. I'm going to be preaching and teaching on spirit-led evangelism. So if you are listening to this podcast sometime on Friday when it comes out, I'll be preaching around 3 or 3.30, it sounds like. So if you want to pray for me that I would speak the words the Lord would give me and be anointed in that, that would be outstanding. And then I come home on Saturday. So, And the temperature apparently there is cold anyway. So uh, my uh, one of my friends down there, Jay, said you, I'm serious, he said you're going to experience people in parkas, in um, like earmuffs, and in mucklocks. Thinking mucklocks, I thought that was a type of a moose. But anyway, so <laughs> I don't know. But so it's going to be cold apparently. So anyway, um, we'll uh, we'll see we'll see what happens here. But hey, uh, really looking forward to this podcast. It is the last time I think we get to spend in Judges. <laughs> Praise God. Maybe I'm looking forward to it because we get out of Judges. I'm not a big fan. I've, I've told you before. I'm, Judges is my least favorite book. I don't. I still. It's obviously the Word of God, but tough stuff. And here, let me just go ahead and give you the the um, um, kind of the highlight here of this podcast. It is about the spirit being strong and our flesh being oh so very weak. And uh, so we're going to see that in the story of Samson, everyone's favorite or maybe infamous, famous and infamous judge. In in fact, uh, 13, 14, 15, 16, Judges 13 through 16, longest um, section in Judges devoted to this judge, Samson, who struggled mightily and yet had mighty strength from the Holy Spirit. So, you know, we're continuing the series, uh, Finding the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh in the Old Testament. So, Ruach is breath, wind, or spirit, and it's a very common term all throughout the Old Testament, but when you pair it with HaKadosh, which is of holy, so the actual translation would be spirit of holy, but when you put that together, you're only talking about one person, and it's the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. So, excited to jump into this. Um, and by the way, uh, as you pray for me on Friday, 
going back to that for just a second, I am blessed to be able to offer the book, uh, The Person and the Power. They've asked me to bring some copies. I'm bringing about 30, 40 copies. So we'll be, they'll be set on the book table. I am so encouraged, all that to say, I'm so encouraged by all those who have texted, called, sent even like Marco Polos, which are the, the video app, uh, whatever they've sent me, you all have sent me some encouraging words about how you've engaged in this devotion, how this devotion has challenged you. Uh, some of you are keeping me, almost giving me a weekly journal of what you're doing. I love that. As a pastor, all I want is for my people to be in the Word of God, diving in, digging in, and learning. And so this is so encouraging. So keep it up. I, I, I'm not trying to be a shameless plug of encouragement, but I'll take all the encouragement I can get. So uh, just like you should. And we are to be encouragers. So thank you for encouraging me with the words and affirmations and all about the book. Um, I hope and pray it continues to bless you as you continue to work your way through the person and the power a year-long study of the book of Acts. So, But now, let's go into Judges. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you. Uh, once again, we're in the book of Judges. Next week, probably in the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel. But now, Samson. Holy Spirit, you know our, our spirits are willing. Your spirit is strong. Our flesh is so weak. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I'm trying to speak in a weak voice. Anyway, Lord, we love you. Thank you for teaching us in this story today. In Jesus, your mighty name. Amen. All right, Judges 13, go there, get there. Uh, it uh, starts with a story of um, Manoah, the man named Manoah and his wife, who are unable to have children at the time. And so um, they pray, and, and uh, a man of God appears to the wife, and uh, you can read through it. I don't know if people grab their Bibles and read through it while you're listening to the podcast. That's actually ideal. But if not, that's okay, you're listening to it while you're driving or working or cleaning or whatever. Um, so Manoah's answer, Manoah's prayers answered. Angel of the Lord appears a couple of different times actually uh, to them, and we we go all the way. There's a sacrifice, and uh, very similar to some uh, similar to how you see birth narratives um, in the Old Testament with Abram and Sarah, uh, Sarai, and and uh, and the angel of course appearing before even Elizabeth and Zacharias and uh, Mary and Joseph. So similarities, but look at this. In verse 20, the very first time we see the Spirit of the Lord, or Ruach HaKadosh, is in verse 25. Let's back up to verse 24. When her son was born, she named him Samson, and the Lord blessed him as he grew up. And the Spirit of the Lord, Ruach HaKadosh, began to stir him while he lived in Mahanadan, which is located between the towns of Zorah and Eshtol. So, um, this, and, and of course, he took a Nazarite vow, um, no cutting of the hair. You know that's famous. You know that's where he got his superpower. You know, um, and kryptonite was in the form of who? Um, Delilah. So, but we'll, we'll get to that in just a few minutes. But first, I want to look at this word stir. And if you look at this word stir in the Hebrew, interesting, um, it, it says, uh, and the Spirit of the Lord began to stir him while he lived in, uh, again, while he lived there. And, and just know that... Um, this word stir has three, four different meanings. To thrust, to strike, to hit, or to disturb. Now, take your pick on any of those. Do any of those sound nice, pleasant, easy, fun? They don't, do they? They, they, don't, they, they don't sound, none of those definitions. To thrust, think of what, a spear, a knife? 
or to, thrust, you know, to, to be thrust into something, to strike, to hit, and to disturb. And in this context, it probably means to disturb. When you look at the when you look at the Hebrew and you start looking at um, and studying a little bit the context, and but it probably means to disturb. So from the beginning, the spirit of God was disturbing Samson. So you know, I guess we could pray that Lord disturb us. You know, we could pray, Lord disturb us. Um, I, I I'd rather pray, Lord Spirit of God fill me. Spirit of God, convict me. Spirit of God, convince me. Spirit of God, challenge me. But disturb me? That seems to be, it's almost like you're not partnering with the Holy Spirit. And that's what I think we set up here. Samson never fully partnered with the Holy Spirit, right? Say, never fully partnered. He never fully partnered. And I wonder if you are. I wonder if I am. Are we fully partnering with the Holy Spirit? Or are we... Or is he having to disturb us? Disturb us from our own flesh and disturb us? Because you know, you know, you know, you know the story here. There's no surprise here. You're not going to be caught like, what? Samson had a thing for women? You're not going to be surprised at that. What? Samson uh, uh, disobeyed the Lord several times? What? I mean, you're not going to be surprised. Samson was prideful and arrogant. None of this is going to surprise you because if, if, if you know, I mean, you just, all you have to know is a little bit about Samson to know he set himself up against the Holy Spirit. And I don't think that's where we want to be. I, don't, I know that's not where we'll find great success and great peace and great, and great hope. And even, I, I, just, I just don't, I would pray that we are not having to have the Holy Spirit having to disturb us. Amen? So that's the first time. It's not the last time we see the Ruach HaKadosh. Pretty quickly in chapter 14 now. Uh, now Samson has grown up and, and uh, they live in Tim, uh, Timnah. And, um, and, you know, he's got this thing for Philistines. He's got a hatred for Philistine men. He's got a son. He's got a pretty good desire, pretty strong desire for Philistine women, right? And so uh, Samson, and this is uh, verse 5 now. Yeah, verse 5. Um, and again, they, they were, um, you know, and, and once again, uh, the, earlier on, mom and dad are saying, can't you marry an Israelite? <laughs> you know, can't you marry somebody in our tribe? He's got this thing for pagan Philistines. And so, um, uh, and you can even see the pride, the arrogance, and you can see some enabling here, unfortunately, by mom and dad. But again, that's a whole different probably podcast. But you can sure, if you read verses, and I would encourage you, read all of chapter 13, 14, 15, 16. They're not real long. It'll probably take you, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes. But just kind of linger on some things and just kind of get a feel of the whole story. Um, parents out there, we're not doing anybody a favor when we enable our kids. Nobody, no, no favor at all when we enable our kids. Empower them, yes, but that means discipline and say no to them and hold fast and draw the line. You've got a parent card. They don't. So don't give them a parent card way too early. All right. Otherwise, you're gonna have, we're going to have a lot of Samsons running around. I think we kind of do have a lot of Samsons running around. Ultimately, Samsons who want to be filled with the Spirit, they want to use the Spirit of God to their advantage, okay, but they are walking in their flesh. That really is, I think, the story of Samson. We want the Spirit of God to do some great things in us, but by golly, we're going to continue to walk in flesh. So that's not that's that's living a life of Samson. That's not good, and that's setting us up to be having to be disturbed by the Holy Spirit. Does it make sense? All right, verse five in chapter fourteen. Um, has Samson and his parents? We're going down to Timnah. Timnah, a young lion suddenly attacked Samson near the vineyards of Timnah. 
At that moment, verse 6, the Spirit of the Lord, Ruach HaKadosh, came powerfully upon him, and he ripped the lion's jaws apart with his bare hands. He did it as easily if it were a young goat. Now, <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, um, um, but, he, but he goes on and says, but he didn't tell his father or mother about it. So that sets up a riddle that we'll get to here in just a few minutes. So this really bizarre riddle that Samson decided to, and just, yeah, just it sets it up. But first, how easy is it to tear a young goat's jaw apart with your bare hands? <laughs> this is crazy. I mean, I've said this before. Um, you know, we, I think, underestimate the people of the Old Testament uh, in their building. We talked about Tower of Babel at church last Sunday. Um, you know, 8,000 feet high when the tallest building on the planet right now is only 2,000 feet high. Um, we have, um, I think we underestimate the virility, vitality, and the, and the vigor of the men and women in the Old Testament days. <laughs> he's, saying, he's saying, you know, he... They tore, he tore a lion's mouth apart as easy as he would, a young goat. And I'm sitting there thinking, when's the last time you tore a young goat apart with your bare hands and thought, that's easy? That's <laughs> crazy, right? So again, Samson's strong, okay? He's a strong dude. But man, is he weak. And, and I just, I guess part of this thinks me, makes me think, you know, how do you measure your strength? Here, the measurement of strength is <laughs> tearing a goat apart versus tearing a, a lion apart. How do you measure your strength? I, I, vulnerability here, uh, a vulnerability warning here. I measure, I've always measured my strength in different ways. I do measure my strength spiritually. I want to be a good preacher, good, uh, and I want to be a good pastor. I want to be a good teacher of the word. Um, but also physically, I've always prided myself on being pretty rugged. And I flip 480 pound tires up a hill and do it in record time. And I do, I run a lot. I walk a lot. And uh, this last six months, eight months, man, I've had some health issues between my eyes and my feet, some neuromas in my feet and this cataract in my eye, where I have been really kind of leveled. The playing field has been leveled, and I've not been able to be rugged and physical. And so I have wondered if I'm weak. And yet, I think my revelation of the Word, my understanding of the Word, my teaching and preaching of the Word has gotten better and stronger, I think. It feels like. I think I'm able to see things and point out things in the Word that maybe other people have missed. So therefore, it helps people see aha. It's one of those aha moments. I really do relish those aha moments for me and for others. But I will tell you, I've measured my strength in different ways. And I've had to now, for, I've been forced to measure my strength in different with different metrics. So how are you measuring your strength right now? Because if it's anything, anything, if it's anything related to your flesh, it's weak already. That makes sense? Is that fair? Because the only person, the only thing that can be strong in you is the Spirit. The Spirit of God is strong. Our flesh is weak. And, and so here we are measuring <laughs> strength between a young lion and a young goat. All right. So crazy, this riddle. I'm not even going to get into it because it's kind of a bizarre story. But Samson makes a competition out of it as he as he would. A prideful young man making competition. You know, if you guess it, you know, um, I'll give you 30 fine linen robes and 30 sets of festive clothing. But if you can't solve it, then you must give me 30 fine linen robes and 30 sets of festival, festive clothing. Now, remember, he's, there's some final marriage arrangements being thrown, um, being, being uh, finalized here at this party of Timnah when he's about ready to marry this pagan Philistine woman. Well, this pagan Philistine woman uh, kind of whines, and you'll see this pattern, right, with Delilah. Uh, in verse uh, 
is it 14? 16, 16. Um, oh no, 14. So Samson's wife came to him in tears and said, you don't love me, you hate me. You have given my people a riddle, but you haven't even told me the answer. Well, all of that is a ruse because she's going to tell the answer, right? And uh, for whatever reason, uh, so she can get maybe the the, the linens or or, uh, or that, you know, whatever the case he's arranged with. But listen to this. Uh, so he finally gives her the answer. Uh, so... Um, he, he, so, and then she goes and explains the riddle to some of the young Philistine men and some of the young Israelite men. And they come and give him the answer. Well, he's mad. Look, listen, this is, listen to this quote in verse 18. This is in the New Living Translation, verse 18. Samson replied, If you hadn't plowed with my heifer, you wouldn't have solved my riddle. Yes, that means if you hadn't have been with my wife, <laughs> you wouldn't have guessed it. Oh, I, I hate to even think of the, what plowed may have mean, but, but that's what he says. If you hadn't plowed with my heifer, you wouldn't have solved my spirit, my, my, solved my riddle. Now look at this in verse 19. This is the bizarre one, guys. I'm just going to tell you, this is the bizarre one. Then the spirit of the Lord, Ruah Kakadosh, came powerfully upon him. He went down into the town of Ascalon, killed 30 men, took their belongings, and gave their clothing to the men who had solved the riddle. But Samson was furious about what had happened, and he went back home to live with his father and mother, and his wife was given in marriage to the man who had been Samson, Samson's best man at the wedding. Can, can anyone say bizarre? Can we say bizarre with like three exclamation points behind it? Why would the Spirit of the Lord come mightily upon Samson to exact revenge because of this riddle, because he's going to marry a pagan We don't know. Seriously, we, we don't know. The, the, what I take from this is the Spirit of God is always striving with our flesh. He's, he, he's always wanting us um, to operate by holy principles. He's always wanting us. Uh, and now that we, uh, post-Pentecost, are in now still Pentecost, I call it, we're still in the season of Pentecost, right? Until Jesus returns. But we who have access to the Holy Spirit now full-time, here the Holy Spirit comes upon him, Right? Now, the Holy Spirit lives within us. And with that comes a greater, greater, greater responsibility and a greater invitation to surrender more and more of our spirit. We are to be less and less spirit, uh, I'm sorry, flesh. We're supposed, to be, we're supposed to be less and less flesh and more and more spirit, right? We're supposed to be. And so, why? I don't have an answer. I wish I could have, here's the theological Hebraic, Hebraic answer. I, I don't know. I don't know why the Holy Spirit, why the Lord would give him the Spirit of God to, in the middle of this riddle, in the middle of, you know, revenge. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I wish I knew the answer. Again, welcome to my world. I don't like the book of Judges sometimes because there's no answer sometimes. It's bizarre and it's just, just downright ugh. So let's move on since we don't have answers. But we do know this. The Spirit of God wants to live in you, not come upon you. Say that. The Spirit of God wants to live in me, not come upon me. So that means he's not visiting you on a special need. He is supposed to be living inside of you the whole time. And, and, and so that's a, that's, a, that's a game changer. Amen? That should be a game changer. All right. All right. Verse uh, chapter 15. Uh, now, um, we, uh, now we've got another story of revenge. Uh, this is the famous story where he, is, uh, uh, he, tell, he ties, uh, Lord, uh, he catches 300 foxes. He, he lights torches on fire, and he ties the torches um, to the tails of the fox, and they run through the grain fields of the Philistine, burning all their grain down, including uh, the sheaves and the uncut grain, he says in verse 5. So, 
Um, so now they're now they're now they're at war once again, and uh, three thousand men came down to get Samson, uh, and um, and then um, into the story here, this famous story of the jaw of a donkey, right? Let's pick up at verse 14. <clears throat> As Samson arrived at Leah, Lehi, the Philistines came shouting in triumph, but the Spirit of the Lord, look at that, but the Spirit of the Lord, Ruach HaKadosh, came powerfully upon Samson, and he snapped the ropes of his arms, he had been captured, as if they were burnt strands of flax, and they fell from his wrist. Then he found the jawbone of a recently killed donkey. He picked it up and killed 1,000 Philistines with it. And Samson said, With the jawbone of a donkey, I piled them in heaps. With the jawbone of a donkey, I killed 1,000 men. When he had finished, I love this in verse 17, when he had finished his boasting, he threw away the jawbone and the place was named Jawbone Hill. Wow. So it goes on um, to say that you know he was thirsty. He cried out to the Lord, you've accomplished this great victory by the strength of your servant. Now may, may I, must I die of thirst? So the Lord, in verse 19, caused water to gush out of a hollow in the ground and Samson was revived or strengthened. His spirit, it says, his spirit, his human flesh, was his human spirit was, flat, was strengthened. And in verse 20, Samson judged Israel for 20 years during the period when the Philistines dominated the land. Again, the, now the Philistines, understand the Philistines are the arch enemies at the time of Israel. All right, But here's Samson, who continues to play patty cake with the Philistines. Continues to play patty cake with the Philistines. And yet, here's... And we're going to see that's his, that's his downfall here in just a few minutes. We've got about five minutes left. So this, this downfall is happening. We know this with Delilah, right? But here, God does want us to rule. He does want us to lead. He does want us to judge, being, being a judge. The book of Judges is about all the times there was, this was before a king was called for in 1 Samuel, uh, to before Israel called for a king. Now they're being ruled by judges, right? And Samson is one of the more infamous judges. Well, he's got... He's got the power of the Holy Spirit all over him at times. But for odd reasons at times, and still really no answer. Now here, we, a little bit more because he's, he, he's, he's you know, taking out the, the arch enemy of Israel. But Samson is still patty-caking with flesh and the Philistines. Stop patty-caking with your flesh. It's hard. Flesh is, and we'll see this here in just a few minutes, right? We'll end up with a, a famous verse in the New Testament. So finally, verse six, or chapter 16 where uh, we know Delilah, we don't have the time to tell the whole story, but you know, he ties her up uh, by the, the, the men, the Philistine men find out that he's, he's dating Delilah, sleeping with Delilah, tells Delilah, listen, why don't you go and, and um, you know, tell us, to get him to tell you the strength, the source of his strength, pop, 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 goes two or three, what, two, three times, at least three times. And finally, he says that he shares the secret, verse 17, chapter 16, verse 17. Finally, Samson shares his secret with her. My hair has never been cut because it was a dedica- I was dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. If my head were shaved, kryptonite, baby, kryptonite. And so, finally realized he told the truth, cut his hair, they come in, they, they tie him up. And the sad thing is, you know, verse 21, the Philistines captured him, gouged out his eyes, took him to Gaza, where he was bound with bronze chains and forced to grind grain in the prison. But before long, his hair began to grow back. Now, you would think there'd be a royal barber. You would think that Gaza would have a barber. You would think the Philistines would say, hmm, how about we keep this man bald? <laughs> you know, why are you letting his hair grow? You know, not that it was the reason for his strength. We know the reason for his strength was the spirit of God. But the the vow that he made was that he would not. Uh, one of the vows was he would not cut his hair. So we know the end of the story, right? 
here he is. Uh, there's this uh, huge festival, uh, and they're praising their god, the Philistines, uh, Dagon. And, um, and there, our God has given us victory over our enemy, Samson. And so uh, he says, we're going to jump all the way to 30, uh, 28, verse 28. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign, O sovereign Lord, remember me again. O God, please strengthen me. Say that word, strengthen. Strengthen me. Just one more time. With one blow, let me pay back the Philistines for the loss of my eyes, my two eyes. Then Samson put his hands on the two center pillars of the temple that held the temple. That was, they were there, all were worshiping Dagon. Pushing against them with both hands, he prayed, Let me die with the Philistines. And the temple crashed down on the Philistine rulers and all the people. He killed more people when he died than he had during his entire lifetime. Verse 30, I think that's verse 30. Um, wow. So there's how he dies. A sad death because he's always struggled with flesh. I pray that you don't live your whole life where you have to say, okay, Lord, here's my consequences of dealing with flesh. I hope and pray you're not like Samson. I hope and pray I'm not like Samson, where we live with our flesh, we patty cake with flesh, we go back and forth and play, we play seesaw with flesh and spirit, flesh and spirit. And so at the end of our life, we're so racked by the consequences of our flesh that we have to say, okay, God, will you strengthen me one more time? Meaning what? Will you fill me with your Holy Spirit? That's what he meant in in, in, in verse 16, in chapter 16, uh, verse 28. Strengthen me one more time, meaning give me your spirit one more time. And so he did. God in his mercy, his grace, his sovereignty gave him his spirit, and he took out the Philistines in one major, one major blow. But that also took his life way too early, and his life was marked by what? Patty cake and patty cake and with the Philistines and with his flesh. So goes all the way now. Look at Matthew 26, 41. We end with this. Last 45 seconds. Matthew 26, 41. We're in the garden. Jesus has asked his disciples, especially the inner three, Peter, James, and John, please pray with me. Where are they at? Asleep. He does it how many times? Goes back three times. Why are you sleeping? Finally, he says, Matthew 26, 41. Wake up. Stay alert. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Three things. Your spirit, let me go here. His spirit is strong. Amen? Raw kakadosh, strong. Flesh, our flesh, weak. Is your spirit willing to make the determination, the decision, the discipline today, right now, that I'm going to fall less and less to the flesh and I'm going to grow more and more strong in his spirit? You've got to be willing. You and I have to be willing. Spirit is strong. Spirit is willing. Flesh is weak. His spirit always strong. Our flesh always weak. Is your spirit willing to be made stronger than your flesh by his strength and by his Holy Spirit alone? Be blessed. Be strong. Be filled. Pastor Tim is the co-founder and teaching director of the Joshua Center, a leadership training ministry which provides deep biblical roots to great movements of God. He's also the senior pastor of Firmers Chapel, a country church by a creek, reaching 13 countries on four different continents for Jesus and his kingdom. Join us next time as we grow deeper in the person and the power.